Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and once again, welcome back to Flea Flicker. I'm your host, John Murray, and yes, it's probably been about an hour ago since we've actually done one of these episodes, but uh, like I said, um, I have a day off today. Um, I have a chance to get, certainly catch up on um, all the uh, internet, all the news that I can get out to you, and of course, and give you my takes, my opinions on what's going on in the world of football. So, like I said before, most of my, most of my shifts are pretty much at night. I usually go in let's say early afternoon and I go into the evening and uh, once like I said most most time once I get home I'll grab something to eat quick bite to eat watch a little tv you know go upstairs take a shower come back down start watch a little more tv and then go to bed so again like I said most of the times I like to do most of my time I do most of them of my episodes probably on all days and this is my third episode today which I do have a chance like I said I got a day off a lot of stuff you got to catch up on, and we will certainly catch up on 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 it in this episode. Um, the one thing we'll talk about this episode, we'll talk about a couple of signings. We'll talk about one signing. We'll talk about one important trade that could have got done last year, but it actually finally got done this year. Um, another signing by the Detroit Lions, and one has to wonder, has the Detroit Lions, are they doing enough right now to take over the NFC North. We'll talk about their their recent signing here recently. We'll talk about a, well, maybe not a possible comeback, but we'll talk about a uh, an interesting individual that actually had a, a tryout, a pro day tryout. We'll talk about him. We'll talk about if there's a possibility where he can make a comeback or not in the NFL after taking a year off. We'll talk about that, in, that individual. And we'll talk about the Houston Texans. Houston Texans, they made a couple of moves on the offense side of the ball to try to help out on that side. And we'll we'll have to wonder has the Houston what have the Houston Texans done this all season to make themselves a little bit better than they did last last season. But again, let's start off by for those who join for the very first time, I want to say thank you for doing so. And please invite your family, your friends, your loved ones, your neighbors, your fellow co-workers, whoever you need to invite, please, by all means, invite them to come on in. That's we're all we're all family we're all family and friends here. Um, we talk nothing but football. And again, as I said before, and I'll continue to say it again, if you got an opinion, if you've got a question for me to answer, please by all means, um, hit me up on Facebook or hit me on Spotify. The two possibilities you're gonna ask me any question that you want to whatsoever. I will certainly set aside some time for any episode whatsoever to answer your question, you know, or um, if you got an opinion on your team or whatever it is, please, by all means, I'll, I'll certainly love to hear love to hear hear your opinions on what you you know what you think of what's going on in the world of football. Do you think your football team has done enough this off season? Um, um, your predictions for the NFL draft. I know at some point in time we will make a prediction. We'll, we'll give you my takes on the NFL draft, who I feel go where. Probably not this episode, certainly not this episode, maybe next episode. It may take a few more episodes down the road. I know a lot of experts, they have these, the, whether it be like, like I said before, the 200.0 version of the draft they've got going on. I'm not a type of person who likes to do that much. Um, maybe I could do maybe a one point, maybe, maybe a 2.0, and I wouldn't go no further than that. But again, as the draft is closing, getting shorter. Again, here we are in what mid March, and you got to remember the draft is in April, so we're not that far off from the draft. And I'm sure NFL teams are gearing are gearing up for the uh, for the NFL draft. But of course, some people are still signing players. Trades might be made. 
some draft day trades could be made. You never, you, you never know. Um, but if you got any questions for me whatsoever, please, by all means, you know, fire away. I'll answer any question I can for you whatsoever. Like I said, I'll take a time out on any episode to answer your questions. I'll do a whole pod, I'll do a whole episode, nothing but answering your questions. So again, fire away. Answer the, you know, give me those questions. Um, for those of you from day one, I want to thank you for doing so. And stay invite your family, your friends, your loved ones, your neighbors, your fellow co-workers. Um, again, it is greatly appreciated that you've been with me from day one and you continue to stay with me. Um, I want to thank thank you for doing so. It means a lot to me that you have stayed with me. Um, we're here over we're over two hundred episodes now. We continue to continue to grow and grow. Um, again, I want to I want to reach out and thank thank the uh, new businesses that have added me to their to their followers list, and I follow them back and um, vice versa. Um, again, I want to thank you, and I hope you reach out to your um, reach out to your customers and tell them tell them about my about my podcast um it'd be great be greatly appreciated as we try to continue to grow and grow and grow uh if you don't listen to me or anchor i'm on spotify our radio stitcher amazon music google podcast apple podcast just a few just a few that i'm on so please if you don't listen to me on anchor then listen to listen to me on those platforms as well it doesn't matter what you do if you are a um, if you are like i said you got a day off you're kicking back and relaxing a household doing household chores out running errands whatever the case might be please by all means listen you know i certainly appreciate if you were listening to the podcast and again i'll say the time sometimes i don't i might come out and stutter a little bit because again it's not it's not the speech thing it's just you get a million thoughts running through your head and and I want to get everything out I can as possible. Sometimes that kind of makes me stop. I got to think about it for a second before I put it out there. So again, I know a lot of people who do podcasts, they will edit and edit and edit over and over again. I don't edit. This is just a one take thing. Maybe I should edit. Maybe I should, you know, correct mistakes that I make, but I don't do that. That's, that's not me. That never has been me. This is the old expression for me is what you see is kind of what you get type of thing. That is me, point blank and simple. So again, bear with me. You figured after maybe two hundred plus episodes, we corrected. But again, it is it is what it is. I mean, I don't like I said. I do this for fun. I wish I could make. I wish I could do make it bigger than what it is. But again, that's not unfortunate. That is that is not the uh, not the not the case here. Um, but again, I'm glad you're along for the ride, and I hope you continue to stay along, stay along for the for the ride for. Uh, for some time to come again in June we'll get to the point where we've been doing this for almost two years and that's hard to believe we've been doing this for almost two years it'll be June 24th that I've been doing this for two years um I don't think I have anything planned that far ahead as to what some spectacular what I want to do for the two-year anniversary I don't think I have anything in particular spectacular but if you hang around hang around with me that long period of time I want to thank you for doing so and um again for those new viewers i've had like i said viewers that have even reached out to india and i want to thank i want to thank those who have listened to me from india or anywhere else anything else like i said doesn't matter where you what country you're from we're all family and friends here we all talk football please by all means come on in and listen and uh, like i said if you got any questions for me i'll answer them as best i can
enough of that, ladies and gentlemen. Let's let's jump right into what we want here talking about that's football. And the first thing we the first thing we will bring up is is uh Jerry Jones has been a been a busy been a busy man of late. We talked a couple of episodes ago where they went out and signed Stephon. They traded for Stephon Gilmore from the from the ball, you know, from the Indianapolis Colts, and they've now got a number two cornerback to go along with Avon Diggs. Well, they now finally have jumped to the other side of the ball, and they appear to have finally got a weapon to go along with CD Lamb. That is one Brandon Cooks. Now, last year, now last year there were rumors last year up to the trading deadline that the Cowboys would be interested in Brandon Cooks' services. Now. The biggest thing with Cooks was he had that eighteen million dollar contract that I don't think Jerry Jones was willing to pay. I mean, after all, Jerry got rid of a twenty million dollar quarterback, a twenty million dollar receiver, excuse me, in Amari Cooper, and and he got him for next for next he traded him for next to nothing, and Cooper ended up being a nice little pickup for the Cleveland Browns. But now, now here it is. We're talking about a year later, Jerry finally pulled the trigger and got himself an extra receiver in Brandon Cooks. Now, again, an excellent pickup for Jerry Jones, Brandon Cooks. Now, Brandon Cooks has been on a few teams, the Saints, the Patriots, the Rams, the Texans, and now the Cowboys. Now, Brandon Cooks has been a pretty pretty good receiver in this league yeah, for, for a few years now. It's not like Brandon Cooks is... A washed-up has been, or never will be, or something like that. Brandon's been a pretty consistent quarterback in this in this league, and he's had many different types of court, many types of quarterbacks that throws in the ball. So now he goes from David from David Mills throwing the ball last year to Dak Prescott. Yes, that is kind of that is an upgrade. Yes, but the bottom line is for the Dallas Cowboys fans and faithful out there, you have finally got yourself a number two receiver in Brandon Cooks. And there was a point in time during his career he was a number one receiver. You got to remember the Saints was a number one receiver. He was kind of like a one with the Patriots. Yeah. But again, I mean, the thing is, Cooks has been a number one receiver in this league. But now he is asked to be a number two to go along with C.D. Lamb. And that is certainly, you got now, you have a C.D. Lamb, you got Brandon Cooks, and now you got Michael Gallup who will play the role as a number three receiver. So now Jerry's finally got him, got him something to work with. Now Jerry's also been busy. He's also signed Ronald Jones, who will probably back up more than likely back up Tony Pollard. But then again, Ronald may very well start because we don't know Tony Pollard's situation if he's going to be healthy by week one because it because of the uh, broken fibula. We don't know if he is, but Ronald Jones may well be. May very well be the number one running back going into the uh, going to camp. Now, of course, Ronald drafted by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you know, several years ago, and it never really panned out. It never really panned out in Tampa. Now, again, he went to he went to Kansas City this past this past season. Didn't really play much hardly at all. He played. He pretty much sat on the bench. Now, granted. He does. Granted, he did get a Super Bowl ring out out of the deal without playing that much. Now he's going to Dallas, and he may be barely asked to play a bigger role. Now, if Pollard for some, I mean, if Pollard is able to go by Week One, Ronald Jones becomes the backup. And to me, Ronald and Tony Pollard, in some way, shape, or form, are pretty much like one and the same player. Now, Ronald, yeah, now I think Pollard is a better pass catcher in the backfield than Ronald Jones. Not that Ronald can't can do it. I think Ronald may be a slightly better in-between tackler, tackler than, uh, you know, 
from the Apollo, but in some ways, Tony gets a chance to just to, you know, again, certainly Bono becomes a cheaper version. Of course, we all know Zeke is, uh, is gone, and Zeke's name has popped up here as of today, as there's three possible teams that uh, Zeke could go to. But you get back to Brandon Cooks, like, you, you think Brandon, this is his fifth team Brandon Cooks is on, you think Brandon Cooks would be a horrible player, bad teammate, or something like that, but that's the furthest thing from the truth. Now, Brandon was highly upset with Texans last year because I guess it was told to him that he was going to be traded by the deadline. But unfortunately, that never came never came to pass, and Brandon was upset to the point where they sent him home. They basically sent him home. He did come back, played a little bit. Injuries got him, and then, you know, then again, he came back, played a little bit more. But again, with Brandon... Brandon goes to a chain. He pretty much, I guess you could say, he stays in the state of Texas, but he switches cities. He goes from a team that's going to be, that's probably going to be more likely to be in the cellar again this year, maybe, to a team that will contend for the NFC East. And some people feel right now they may, may well be the team to beat in that division. Now, defensively, overall, Dallas may have the best defense in that division from top to bottom. I will agree with that. There might have been a point in time I could have said the Eagles, but the Eagles may have lost a couple of players, and we'll talk about one of those players here very soon. But with the Cowboys, deep top to bottom defensively, it's better. Now, you can make an argument on the offensive side of the ball. Maybe overall, Philadelphia may have the best offense over, overall. Again, Grant's running game. You Again, you trade Miles Sanders for Rashard Penny. You can make an argument you might have maybe downgrade in that position if you want to argue that point. But again, you still got A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and you got Dallas Goddard. Now again, if you look at it from this perspective, you got C.D. Lamb, Brandon Cooks now, and Michael Gallup. Okay, so again, pretty good one, two, three punch. Now for right here, I would give Philadelphia the upgrade because you got Dallas Goddard, and well, there's no Dalton Schultz. Schultz, we'll talk about Dalton Schultz probably a little bit later on in this episode. But again, you got a spot at tight end. Now, Grant, you got if Pollard is healthy, Pollard could be a better running back than whatever Philadelphia has if he's healthy. Offensive line, the Eagles, I think, are still better on the offensive side of the offensive line. Now, again, they have signed a player. They have re-signed, re-signed with their offensive linemen. So they're trying to get a little bit of help on the offensive line. They did bring Tyrone Smith back. I think, you know, they asked him to have a cut and pay. He did so, so he'll be back. So I have Smith, so I have Zach Barton. You'll have Smith, who you drafted from the University of Tulsa last year. So, again, the offensive line, it's not, I don't think it's filled up to fill his quality, but it's, you're doing something, at least a little something there. And again, you got Dak. Dak is back. Jalen may be the best quarterback in the division. You could make an argument. It could be Dak. You could flip a coin between Dak or Daniel Jones if you want to. If you, yeah, if you want to, you can flip a coin between those two next best. But again, a lot of people feel that Dallas has done enough that defensively, yeah, defensively, and then they added Brandon Cooks, and they've got Ronald Jones. A lot of people feel that Dallas maybe have done enough to actually get back and win that division. Now again, we've bashed, we've kind of bashed Jerry, we've bashed him for not not doing this move last year. Well, again, he did the move. Now again, I think the Texans, I, I believe, I believe Dallas is going to pay six million of that. I think of that contract, and I think the Texans are on. Are on hook for the rest of the money, if I'm not mistaken. So again, if that's the case, it's a smart move on Jerry's part. 
So this this is a smart move. Now, you think about it this way, dude, and it's hard as it says. You could have 2,000-yard receivers. CD had 1,000 yards last year, and Brandon Cooks can get 1,000 yards. Now, now for fantasy football experts out there, I know CD was a top weapon for you last year. Now, I don't think CD, CD stock is not, CD stock does not take a hit. He does have a number two guy, Brandon Cooks. Now, Brandon stock could go up because he's got CD Lamb to take some of the pressure off him, and he has a better quarterback in Dak Prescott over David Mills. Now, again, this has been a move that's been going on for several years for the Dallas Cowboys. At one point in time, the offense ran through Zeke. Dak was number two. But for the last few, for the last, what, four years now, it's been the offense has ran through Dak. And right now, now granted, Pollard, if he's healthy, Pollard adds, gives them stability where they can do a 50-50. But to me, I think right now, when you add Brandon Cooks, you go back to being a passing team. To me, I think this might be a 70-30 thing. I think it's 70% passing, 30% running if Pollard is healthy to go along with Ronald Jones. And that's not to say that maybe they could give a running back a possibility this draft, maybe. But maybe they're content with, um, maybe they are pretty much content with um, Tony Pollard as number one, Ronald Jones two, and maybe they're, they're con content with that. But for the Dallas Cowboys, you got to give them credit where they certainly do. Jerry has done, Jerry did what he had to do. He made the right move. He finally got the receiver. Finally got the receiver to pair with C.D. Lamb. Like I said, it took him a year to do it, but he finally did it. And to me, I have to wonder: could he, if he had got Brandon Cooks last year, could it have made a difference? No one, no one, never really knows the answer to that question. Um, it would have made the offense better. Yes, it would have made it better. But now it gets to be interesting. Now you have to wonder: a guy like Justin Tolbert, who they drafted last year, he now moves to, to the number. He becomes a number four receiver. Again, for the tight end, I'm interested to see if the two tight ends that they've got on their roster, can they can they replace Dalton Schultz? That's going to be an interesting question to ask. We know that. Dak's had a problem the last couple of years of being healthy. Can Dak stay healthy for a full 17 games and take a beating? Now, we all know Mike McCartney's situation is he says he's not here to light up the scoreboard. And that is, that is, that is the under, come under subject. Well, to be honest with you, Mike's got to realize we're in the league. We're in the league right now. We're we're in a, a pass happy league, and the running game is taking a backseat. Now I know Mike doesn't want up the scoreboard. He has a good defense. There's no denying that. Because when Dan Quinn has come in and done an outstanding job in getting that defense being the top defenses in this in this little top five defenses in this league, but Mike's got to realize that hey, I know you want to run the football more, and that's fine. If you've got the horses, that's fine. I get it and I understand that. You want to balance out the offense. Who doesn't want to balance out the offense in this league? There's not many teams in this league that actually balance out the offense. If you think about it, I mean, think about it. Think about the Buffalo Bills. It's Josh Allen is it. But you don't have that typical, prototypical number one running back. They have not had that. Again, you got you look at you look at Miami. Miami became a passing team last year when they had Tyreek Hill. They don't have the prototypical number one running back, the Jets. Now, the Jets, they might have had the running back in Bryce Hall, but you didn't have the quarterback to go, to go with it. The Patriots, the Patriots had the running back, maybe in Stevenson, but Mac Jones struggled. 
Now you look at the Browns. The Browns had Nick Chubb, but Deshaun Watson struggled when he came in. Now, again, I think with the Browns, you'll see a little bit more balanced this year. Again, Lamar. You had the running game with the Ravens. The passing game was kind of questionable. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh struggled at first with both. Now the running game got better as the year went on. Pickett got better as the year went on. Now, with the Bengals, you think about the Bengals. The Bengals are a pass-happy team. But you've got the running back in Joe Mixon if if he can ever get his head screwed on right and he can ever, ever live up to his talent, then, then you have a balance there. Again, you look at the Colts. It's Jonathan Taylor. When he's healthy, yeah, they have it. Again, we all know the Derrick Henderson in Tennessee. With the Texans, they found Damian Pierce last year. Now, with the, with the Jacksonville Jaguars, you can make an argument. you got Lawrence. Travis Etienne, okay, maybe Jacksonville has a little of a balance. Kansas City, it runs through Patrick Mahomes. The Chargers, you think about it, Justin Herbert. You got Austin Eckler you run the football with, okay, there's a balance there. Even though Justin, I think the offense is more geared toward Justin Eckler, but there's a balance. You think about the Raiders, last year was more about Josh Jacobs, who had a career year, but then again, you look. Derek Carr did struggle last year a little bit, but you did have Devonta Adams to throw the football to. And with Denver, well, the offense struggled itself. But if you look at it, you do have Russell Wilson, a good set of receivers. Now, Devonta Williams is healthy. You could add that balance. For the Giants, you had Barkley. Dan Jones had the best year of his career last year, but the receiving core was, you know, out of whack, was not as good. Again, the passing game wasn't that great with with the Commanders. You had a decent running game, but then a passing game. Again, now Philadelphia. Philadelphia was one team that had balance. You had Miles Sanders, you had a balanced running game, and you had the passing game. It's hard in this place. Now, again, with the Packers, you had the running game, but Aaron Rodgers was inconsistent last year. Again, what about the Detroit Lions? You think about the Detroit Lions, for example. You had, you had Jamel Williams. DeAndre Swift. Swift was hurt a lot last year, but you had Jamel Williams, who had a career year, and golf had a good year passing the football. Again, that was kind of a balance. Chicago, that's a different story. Decent running game, but you didn't have the, couldn't throw the football. Again, we can go on and on and on. Again, it's hard to have balance in this league. I get Mike McCartney's argument, point of argument. He wants to have a balanced attack, and there's nothing wrong with that. But Mike has to be careful with his words about, about I'm not here to light up the scoreboard. I get it. You want to run the football more. You got Tony Pollard. Maybe you feel you can do it Tony Pollard and Ronald Jones now. But again, I think that's a, that is a situation where you're going to have to, you've got to figure out, can, yeah, can you trust Ronald Jones? Now, Ronald has not exactly lit the world on fire since he got drafted by Tampa Bay. Now, I think he did have like one good year. But he hasn't done much since then. But we'll see. We'll see who he is in Dallas. Can Dallas get something out of Ronald Jones? We'll see. There comes some crazy part now. Is Mike McCartney's offense? It's not Kellen Moore's offense. It's Mike McCartney, and it's Brian Schottenheimer. But again, Mike is pretty much the offensive coordinator, not Schottenheimer. Schottenheimer, I think, is just a, is just a face. But again, Mike is going to be calling the plays. Now I want to see how. I want to see if Mike. Can straighten up Dak Prescott, cut his, you know, cut his interception total down. I'm interested to see what Mike can do. Now, a lot of people have, a lot of people have made the argument that, you know, that 
that sometimes that Mike McCarty is not as good at offensive play call as he believes that he is. He believes that Aaron Rodgers is what made Mike McCarty, and you can make a case for that. But now Mike has got to try to make Dak Prescott, and can he do that? Now, I don't know. Again, I have to wonder, did he have Aaron Rodgers for all those years? But he has not done that with Dak. Now, he let Kellen Moore handle Dak Prescott. And I'm not saying Kellen has done a pretty decent job with that offense. Last year, it was down, it was down a little bit, but that was not Kellen Moore and Dak Prescott's fault. That was more Jerry Jones' fault because he didn't get enough weapons for Dak. Especially the number two guy. Well, now, congratulations. Now you've got the number two guy, Brandon Cooks, to go with the CD Lamb and the Michael Gallup. You do have that. You don't have the tight end, though. You got Brandon Cooks, but you sacrificed Dalton Schultz. And we'll see the two tight ends you got in your roster if they are going to be, if especially Ferguson, he drafted from the University of Wisconsin, who does have potential. Can Ferguson replace Dalton Schultz? There's a possibility that he could very well so. From the games I've seen, Ferguson looked to be a pretty decent player. And we'll see if Ferguson can replace Dalton Schultz. If he can do that, then you've got something there. Again, Pollard and Ronald Jones. Can you get the best out of Ronald Jones? And that's something that that my friends, that Mike McCartney has got to be responsible for. Can you get the best out of Ronald Jones? Not saying that maybe you look for an extra free agent. Maybe you draft a running back. I don't think they go for running back that high. But again, I'm interested to see what the Cowboys do with their, with their first pick. Again, you've got the cornerback situation straight now. Again, do you go ahead and get an extra linebacker? Do you get an extra pass rusher? Do you get more help on the offensive line? On, on the offensive line? Those are three spots I think you would have to fill. Now, would, I don't think they're going to jump on a running back. I don't really believe that. Because, yeah, because you're figuring if you're figuring if you can try to get Pollard to a long-term deal, Pollard's going to be a running back moving forward you know, for the next, let's say, a few years. But again, I've seen strange things happen. But to be honest with you, it to be honest with you, I gotta give Jerry credit. Jerry at least has gone out and got Brandon Cooks. He went out and got Stephon Gilmore. So at least Jerry is doing is moving in the right direction. And with these moves, I hate to say it, the Cowboys may be better than the Eagles. Maybe. They may be better. Now again, the Eagles lost a lot lost some players on the defense side of the ball. Whereas Dallas has gained, the Eagles have lost. Again, they've lost Sanders, replaced him with Penny. Now, granted, you lost Zeke, but you're kind of replacing him with Ronald Jones. Now, to me, that might be a step back in some people's eyes because Zeke did, did run for 12 touchdowns last year. That might be a step back. They've had a couple pieces in the offensive line, but I don't know if that's going to be a big issue. But you added Brandon Cooks, who you didn't have last year. You didn't have that extra weapon. And Brandon Cooks gives you that extra weapon. So, to be honest with you, the way I look at it right now, the Cowboys may be able to be enough to win, may have enough to win this division. And that could be a scary thought. Now, it all depends on Mike McCartney. Now, can Mike McCartney straighten out Dak Prescott? Can, yeah. Can Brandon Cooks become a thousand-yard receiver once again? Yeah. Yeah. Can, yeah. Can Mike McCartney figure the offense, the offense out? Now, again, Kellen Moore didn't do that bad of a job. Yeah, as an offensive coordinator for the team, he's taking his talents to the Chargers, and to me, the Chargers' offense is not going is not going is not going to fall off the wagon because it has talent. Now, the Chargers have more talent on the offensive side of the ball than I believe the Cowboys do. If you think about it, I'll take Justin over Dak Prescott. I'll take Austin Eckler over Tony Pollard right now. 
you got Keen Allen and Mike Williams. Nice one-two punch. CD, Brandon Cooks. Now, I may give Keenan and Mike Williams just a small to the edge, not by much. Now, Michael Gallup is your number three receiver. You got Joshua Palmer. Palmer's had some both guys. Maybe I consider that a 50-50. I might give Michael Gallup just a team as an edge in that regard. Tight ends, both of them don't have big-name tight ends. That's equal. The offensive line, you could go either way on the offensive line. But again, the Chargers, Kelly knows a, a better offense than we had last year. Now again, I don't blame Kellen. I blame Jerry Jones. If he added Brandon Cooks last last season, that could have been a missing piece. You still have had Zeke. You still have had a healthy Pollard. You put Cooks, you know, you put Cooks with, you know, CeeDee Lamb, and you had Dalton Schultz. If Jerry could have done that, could have done that last season, things would, things could have been maybe different. Now, I'm not saying that maybe they would have won the division. I'm not going to say that. Now, could they, with, with, with him, could he advance? Could Cooks made a difference in getting advancing further in the playoffs? He could have very well had. He could have been a difference if they could have got. They could have won maybe that extra game. But again, the pressure is going to be on Mike McCartney. He knows that. Adding Brandon Cooks and adding Sean and adding Gilmore, Stephon Gilmore, when you add these two quality players, the bottom line is now the pressure goes all on Mike McCartney. He's got to deliver. If he, okay, even if he wins the NFC, if he wins the NFC East, it's going to be okay, big deal. You win a playoff game, okay, you won a playoff game. But now that now the, the big question mark is a lot's going to be on Mike McCartney's job is to get the Cowboys to at least the NFC Championship game. If Mike gets them at least to that point, he gets them to that point. Yeah, yeah. Then Mike's job is pretty much. Safe, safe is all outdoors. If he can get into the NFC Championship game, then his job is safe. Now, if he can win that, if he gets into the Super Bowl, if he gets Dallas back to the Super Bowl, then oh my gosh, Mike's got nothing else to worry about for the he's got nothing else to worry about for the rest of his life. But again, it's all on Mike now. Mike's taking on the offense. Mike has got to get the Cowboys at least to the NFC Championship game, at least to that point. I think to keep his job. Because if he doesn't, there's a guy by the name of Dan Quinn that's sitting right there that I think Jerry would, would vault into that spot and Mike would be sitting at home once again. But I think the pressure goes on Mike. He's gonna call he wants to call the offense. Go ahead, call the offense. But you got yeah, but you yeah, now you've got you've got that you've got that extra seed that everybody's been dying for you to have. Brandon Cooks, you got it. Yeah, can Tony Pollard take over? You know, for can Tony Pollard be that explosive weapon? You know, for a full seventeen games and get the ball more? Can he turn Ronald Jones around? Again, these are questions that, that you got to ask yourself. But again, like I said before, the pressure's all on Mike McCartney. Now it's on him. Again, I applaud Jerry. He's done a good job. He's got Gilmore. He added Cooks. Jerry's done done an excellent job to this point. He's getting the key to make the Cowboys a better team. Maybe he's made the team better enough to beat to knock off Philadelphia in the NFC East. But now here comes the pressure. Again, Mike has got to get this team at least to the NFC Championship game. He has to at least get him there. Because if he can't get him there, if he can't, if he gets in the playoffs, it's okay. If you he's yeah. 
if he wins a playoff game, it's not going to be a big deal to Dallas Cowboy fans. The bottom line is they've got to get an NFC Championship game or get back to the Super Bowl. One of the two. They've got to do that. The pressure's on Mike. Now Mike has gotten the extra weapon. Now he's added a little more piece to the defense. It's all on Mike. Let's see if Mike can get the offense looking better. Mike, if you can't, if you're Brandon Cooks, and you can't, and you cannot get the offense to be, and you cannot get Dak to cut his to cut down his mistakes, then my friend, Mike Hartman, your job is pretty much in jeopardy. He could well be gone by next season. Now, talk about a free agency, and one team has been kind of been kind of busy has been the Detroit Lions. Now, Detroit Detroit Lions had a little bit of money to spend, and you have to give Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell a lot of credit because when they first first walked into a very bad, bad situation with the Detroit Lions, they knew they would have some work to do. And they had and they had done a pretty pretty decent job. They had struggled the first year, but last year they had a winning record and came very close of getting the Detroit Lions. And yes, you heard me correctly, came close to the Detroit Lions into the playoffs. They beat the Green Bay Packers to knock the Green Bay Packers out. But again, the Lions came up short making the playoff bid. But under Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes's, you know, under their regime, Detroit has gotten better. And now they've gone out. They got Cameron Sutton from the Detroit, from the Pittsburgh Steelers, I should say, you know, to play cornerback. Now they went out, and of course, they made an excellent pickup. They signed the Philadelphia Eagles uh, Safety, you know, safety away, away Chauncey Gardner Johnson, who had a very good year last year. Now again, could have been the steal of the free agency last year when Philadelphia got Gardner from the Saints. A lot of people thought that was a steal of a deal, and it turned out to be a good deal. Now, now Gardner goes to the Lions, who is a team in that division in a in division right now. The Chicago Bears might be the only team that might not be in contention. But again, they still got they got to contend with Minnesota. Now, Detroit has done a decent enough, has done a fairly good job as far as the draft goes, and maybe add a few pieces of free agency here and there to try to get the def- try to patch up the defense. Now, I'm still not Sutton's biggest fan. I still got my doubts if Sutton's gonna make all the difference in the world. Now, I do I do like you know I will say this much. I do like the Johnson pickup. I think it's a nice pickup for Detroit. I think he'll be a valuable asset to that defense. Make no mistake about it. You've got a young man, Hutchison, who had a pretty pretty decent rookie year. Had a, you know, a good rookie year. So you've got something going. Now, sure, Detroit, I'm sure they're going to spend their, probably their draft on bulking up the defense even more. Again, they've got a good offensive line. Some people think maybe they'll use the um, draft to get a, a future quarterback. Because a lot of people think golf is not going to be the long-term answer. Now, you have to wonder. You, yeah, now you have to wonder. You went out and got David Montgomery, which Montgomery is probably an upgrade over Jamar Williams. But again, to me, Montgomery could well be the number one running back for Detroit. And I have to wonder, do you trade DeAndre Swift to somebody else? Again, I'll put it out there. And maybe you go ahead and get a, maybe you go ahead and draft another running back. And receiver, you have you spent very well on the receiving department. Your receiving core is better. You got Brown. You went out and got Williams in last year's draft. So again, you've got something to work with. Now Hawkerson is gone. You don't have that 
It's telling to tight end, but again, we've always talked about it in several episodes now. You've got a tight, you've got a lot of tight ends in this year's draft that can fit right in. But for them, you have to you have to wonder deep down inside. I could see again, where do they go? Now to me, Detroit, I could see them using another pass rusher. I can see them using a big body up the middle. I can see them even going back to the secondary and still add another cornerback. Because this year's draft is always about defense, defense, and defense. And if and the defense can come together some way, shape, or form, yeah, then don't be shocked if Detroit ends up winning the NFC North. But again, Minnesota, offensively, Minnesota should still be fine. Yes, they lost Adam Thielen, but you know, but again, that's not really that's not going to be a big a big issue. They could probably find a veteran receiver somewhere out there, or draft another receiver if they if they need be. But again, the deep Brian Flores' responsibility is to make that defense a decent defense. The Packers, Packers have talent on defense. Didn't show up last year, but it's talent there. And now they're turning their the Jordan Love era begins in Green Bay. But again, again. You have to quietly, quietly, you have to like what Detroit's done. They've added another running back in David Montgomery. Stole him away from the Chicago Bears. You got Sutton. They stole him away from Pittsburgh. But again, I got my doubts about Sutton, really. To me, they can still use an extra cornerback. But again, I love Johnson. Love the pickup. He's got a one-year deal. Now, to me, I think he'll put, I think he'll put up solid numbers for him. But again, Detroit is doing what they need to do is to take care of that defensive side of the ball. And Dane Johnson is certainly a step, at least is somewhat of a step in the right direction. They're trying to do what they can do, you know, to make that side, to make that side of the ball better. Or make it it might not be as good as their offense, but again, hopefully it will it will become a decent defense. And again if you look at it, you look at the division itself, like I said before, the, the Vikings, yes. The Vi- offensively the Vikings are fine. Defensively is what Brian Flores has been brought in to do, straighten the defense out. Green Bay, well, Jordan Love era begins, and can will the Jordan Love era be a success or a flop? That's going to be actually it's all it all relies on one Jordan Love, how he plays, and that's what that's going to be the biggest factor for Green Bay. What can Jordan Love do? Now the Bears, yes, the Bears have spent a lot of money in free agency. They they've spent it wisely and got some nice. They've got some nice, you know, places here and there. And yes, they got DJ Moore because they need a number one receiver. Mission accomplished. They got that. They lost Montgomery. They got Foreman. Now Foreman is a is a, a solid in between tackle tackle player. But again, yeah, can he yeah, can he get a be a thousand yard runner for the full seventeen games? That's something that he needs to do. He's gonna have to do. And the offensive line, can the offensive line improve a little bit? I get it. You got more. You got Mooney. You got Claypool. You got something to work with in the receiving core needs now. You still got Cole Commit. So it's like it's like you've got you've got a little something to work with. But again, deep down inside, I'm interested to see. And defensively, yes, the defense is gonna have to, has gonna have to be worked on a little bit. I get it. I understand that. So to me, I mean Detroit, it all depends, it all depends. And for Jerry Goff. Can Jared Goff have another year like this past year? Now, again, you have to remember when he first came to Detroit, Jared didn't play that well. I mean, heck, Dan Campbell even bashed him publicly. But again, Goff 
But it's all turning now. I didn't do it last year. Now Swift and Lamb became a, became a pretty good one-two punch. Swift again had injuries. But that's been entailed after most of his career here in the NFL. His injuries. But now again you've got him and you've added Montgomery. So the running game might be even better. With Stephen Core. Again. They lost. Again they lost DJ Chalk off of last year's team. But again. DJ wasn't, you know, DJ wasn't like the, DJ didn't get like a thousand yards and caught for like 11 or 12 touchdowns. He didn't have a type of year. Again, I'm interested to see if they're receiving core. I can see maybe, heck, I can see them adding another receiver. Not saying it's, it's possible. And of course, tight ends, they're used. Again, they have a good offensive line. But again, I'm interested to see if they can take the next level. They were 9 and 8 last year. Now, the pressure goes on. Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell, nine and eight. Now he's not acceptable. Now he can crack double digits. Now, now the pressure goes on Detroit. Can he win ten? Can he win eleven ball games? Now they got to go to double digits. But to be honest with you, is if the defense has improved any whatsoever this past year, if it's improved, yeah, and golf turns out to be not a bust, they can they can put up a similar if they can put up similar numbers they did this past year. You know, and Montgomery plays like Jamel Williams did last year, which he has a capability of doing that. You know, and he can probably put up more rushing yards than Jamel Williams. Then I gotta say, Detroit's could be on the way to win the division and get a shot at the playoffs. And again, like I said, Campbell and Holmes have done an outstanding, have done a very good job to this point. But now, like we said, Mike McCartney, the pressure goes all goes all on you guys. Now there's the pressure. Can you deliver? Because now you now you had a run record for the first time in a long time. Now comes the point where you're going to have to win double digits. Now the Detroit paper will say, hey, we've done this. Now it's time for the playoffs. Now the pressure goes on Holmes and Campbell. They're going to have to deliver. They're going to have to deliver, A, double-digit wins. Two, find a way to get in the playoffs. If you can't win the division, sneak out as a wild-card team. But again, it all depends. Again, Detroit has done what they can do to make a step in the right direction. I like the Johnson pickup. I think it's a nice pickup. I think it's a steal for them. But again, he can't do it all by himself. He can't. He can't. He can't play the entire defense by himself. But again, I do like the direction that Holmes and Campbell are going in. But like I said, the pressure's on them. They're gonna have to figure out a way. Now, like down, yeah, it's like you had a winning record. Now the bottom line is, can you? Yeah, can you win? Yeah, but can you win? Yeah, but now. Can you win the division? Can you get in the, in the playoffs? And that's where the expectations are, are now going to have to go for the Detroit Lions. Again, Minnesota, depending on the defense, will it improve? Green Bay, is Jordy Love legit? And Chicago, still got a ways to go. But again, for right now, could it be Detroit? Could it be Minnesota? For right now, a lot of people lean towards Detroit, Minnesota. Well, let's be honest with you. I like Minnesota's offense a little bit better overall. But then again, Detroit may have a slight better defense than Minnesota. That might not be saying a lot, but again, they might have a better defense. And maybe Detroit has a slightly more balance than Minnesota. But then again, Minnesota may have a good defense last year. Yeah, and they pretty much ran away with the division. So, but for right now, it comes down to Detroit or it's going to be Minnesota. Right now, those teams are battling out for the NFC North. But I would, would I discount Green Bay? No, I wouldn't discount them. But for right now, Detroit. Then it's Minnesota. 
But for the Holmes and uh, Campbell regime, they've done a good job thus far. Okay, they continue. Continue on this way. Again, they've made, you know, quality pickups this past offseason. The Johnson is another great pickup. But now, but now it's time to deliver. Now the pressure. Now it's double digit. Now it's the, yeah, it's, can we get to the playoffs? And that, my friends, who'd have thought, who'd have thought that, who'd have thought that one point in time, Detroit, playoffs could happen could happen this year now i believe it was yesterday maybe day before yesterday did you did you did you see this one cam newton of course cam newton um threw at the auburn pro day to you know to help out some of the young prospects that are going for the draft and of course one of those prime prospects was his younger brother now Again, from what was seen, what was seen, Cam, again, Cam looked pretty good. Threw the football well, still a little bit mobile. Being at 33 years old, still, still, still showed a little something. Now, again, the gauge was, I think the gauge was done. Is there, is Cam, Cam, now Cam has come out and said that he could probably do a better job than some of the quarterbacks in the NFL right now. And again, Again, is does Cam have any? Is there any team out there that would want Cam? Now, granted, he looked good at, at Auburn's pro day, and again, a lot of people are saying that he just came there to help his younger brother younger brother out. And he probably and he probably and he probably did. I don't I don't doubt that a single bit. You know, and, and his brother and some of the Auburn receivers that came through the Baltics, Cam looked very good, and some of the coaches said that Cam looked looked very well. Cam had a chance to step away from a, a year from the game, and I'm sure Cam got healthier. There's no denying that. And I think Cam is not ready to give up. Is not ready to retire. He feels he has some juice, something left in the t- in the tank. Now, according to Ian Rappaport, there's no there's been no gauge in the in the Cam Newton talk that Cam would uh, that somebody would want Cam Newton now. I would never say never on the theory because you because let's be honest with you, you take a look at a guy like Josh Johnson who played for the 49ers late last season. Now, how many teams has Josh been on? About eight, nine ball clubs. Now, um, yeah, if a guy like Josh Johnson can hang around the league, who's not to say Cam can give him another chance? Now, you, you start looking around at teams. A lot of teams now. A lot of teams have their backup situation straight. The Giants have got Taylor Taylor. Commanders have got Jacoby Brissett. Cowboys, they, they, they brought back Cooper Rush, who has played fairly well in the limited amount of role that he had the last couple of years. He's played well. Philadelphia, they've brought in Marcus, Mar- Mar- Marcus Mariota. Now, to me, Cam probably has a better arm than Marcus Mariota right now. The scrambling ability, you can probably go 50-50. To me, Cam, Cam may be slightly better than Marcus Mariota. But again, Mariota did play ball last year. Cam didn't. Now, you can make it, or what about the Green Bay Packers? You think about this. Aaron's gone. You have Jordan Love. You do, you do need a backup quarterback. Yeah, could you bring Cam into Green Bay? Detroit. I'm not saying Detroit is a possibility. Detroit could use a, a solid backup quarterback. Cam couldn't do that bad of a job in Detroit. I mean, it's Jared Goff's team, but you think about it. What about Cam as a backup for Detroit? Chicago, think about it this way. Can you see Cam 
tutoring at Justin Fields in Chicago. Now think about that. I'm not saying it's a possibility. I'll put it out there, but you, but you, but you never know. I mean, you never know. Um, you know, Minnesota. You know what happens if Kirk Cousins ever goes down? Can you see? Yeah, I mean, I could see Cam backing up Kirk Cousins. Again, put it out there. You know, Saints. They've got Jameis Winston. Now Tampa Bay. Now, granted, they have. They've had Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask as their two quarterbacks. But again, I'm going to say no to that. But again, could Cam be better than at least Kyle Trask? Some can make an argument that Cam might be a better fit than maybe Baker Mayfield. Again, the Panthers, I don't think, again, could they be a reunion? You've got Andy Dalton, not happening. Now, what about the Atlanta Falcons? You got Taylor Heineke, Heineke, but again, they got Heineke. They pretty much set for there. Now, the 49ers, Sam Donald's going to come in. He's going to back up Trey Lance. So you put that you put that out of your mind. Now, Seattle, Drew Locke's backing up Geno Smith. Again, the Cardinals. Now, the Cardinals, the Cardinals could be an interesting thing. If you think about it, Murray's not going to be ready. It, could, it might not be ready by opening day. Heck, Colt McCoy's got, he's got injuries. So, who's going to quarterback the Cardinals? Can you see Cam Newton stepping in? Again, just injuries. But again, if Murray's not going to be ready, you don't know about Colt McCoy, why not bring Cam in, let him back up, maybe let him and Colt McCoy battle for the starting job until Kyler Murray's healthy. Put it out there, but you never can. But again, you, you never know. Again, you know, what else? You know, what else? What else can you put out there? I mean, again, you look at the AFC, think about it. No, I don't see it going back to the Patriots, the Buffalo Bills. Now, Buffalo becomes a very, what about the Buffalo Bills? Here's the thing about it. Josh Allen, Cam Newton, kind of similar in a way, kind of similar in a way. You could Cam, yeah, I think, yeah, it would be an interesting fit. Now, Miami. Now, Miami does have Mike White. Mike White had success last year, a little bit of success last year. So, there are situations taken care of. Again, I don't think, I don't see the Browns, uh, the Ravens, I beg very seriously. Now, Pittsburgh becomes an interesting fit. You figure that Trubisky's not coming back. Let's just, right now, Trubisky's probably going to be backing up Picky, but let's say for some reason it's out of cutting him. Rudolph is pretty much gone. Now, what about Cam Newton coming to Pittsburgh and backing up? Can you pick it? I'll put it out there. What about that? Now, the one, what about the Cincinnati Bengals? I wouldn't mind having Cam backing up Joe Burrow. It'd be an upgrade, be an improvement. And to me, I can see Chase, Higgins, Tyler Boyd, welcome him, and even Burrow welcoming Cam open arms. I could probably I could probably see that. The Titans. Well, you got Tannehill and Malik Willis, but again, I won't say no. Now then she's with the Colts, so that takes it out. Again, Jacksonville. You don't see him in Jacksonville. Being interesting there. The Texans, I don't see the Texans being a possibility. Now, what about the Kansas City Chiefs? Could you see him backing up Patrick Mahomes? Be an interesting thought process. Now, what about the Chargers? I could see him coming and backing up Justin Herbert. Now, I know they re-signed Easton Stick, I believe. I believe they re-signed him. He may be able to back up. 
But can you see Cam Newton backing up Justin Herbert? I could see that. Could you see could you see Josh McDaniels reaching out to Cam Newton to back up Jimmy Garoppolo? Wouldn't put anything past him. He's not going to Denver because you got so again, yeah, I mean, again, there is a gauge there somewhere, but for a lot of for a lot of I'm sure for a lot of NFL, you know, analysts, experts, and people that work in the front offices, people take a Cam's days are numbered, that he's not the same guy anymore. But again, Never hurts to kick the tires. I mean, some team could call Cam, bring Cam in. Hey, Cam, could you come on in? Um, let's see what you got. If you did, if you if you were okay to pro day, let's just see you throw. Let's let's see you move around. Let's see you throw throw some of our guys. Let's see if you got anything left in the tank. I'm not saying it's not about the wrong possibility. And Cam could be better than like Cam. I agree with Cam. He has a point. He might be better than some guys out there. But again, I think he could still have a spot. But for Cam, a lot of experts feel that Cam's best days are certainly uh, certainly behind him. But again, you never know nowadays. If a guy like Josh Johnson, he'd be on nine teams. Josh McGowan, he served. He was on a lot of a lot of football teams. Hung around a long period of time. But yeah, guys like Vinny Testaverde hung around. He was about forty-one or forty-two years old and still played football. Then why not? Then why not have Cam Newton? Cam Newton come back. Cam, he didn't leave on the best of terms with the Patriots. I get it. You understand that. Uh, but again, anything is possible in the NFL, right? Anything is possible. But again, according to experts, Cam's the best days. Nobody wants Cam. His best days are over with. But again, I would never say never. Somebody could want Cam. Maybe somebody will reach out to Cam. But we'll see. But from a lot of experts, it's not going to happen. But again, if I'm the NFL team, why not? What do you have to lose? Bring him in. Let us see what you got. If you don't like what he has, Cam, thanks. Thanks for trying for us. But no thanks. Now, we'll finish off this by talking about the Houston Texans. Now, we talked about them in the very beginning as we talked about the Brandon Cooks, the Brandon Cooks trade. And again, it was going to happen eventually because Brandon was not going to be around for the full for the full year. Now, again, we all know that he's got a new head football coach, DeMarco Lyons, who take who's taken over. Now, again, with Houston, there is some pieces on the defense that are not bad. There's like maybe three or four quality pieces on the defense that can certainly be worked with that DeMarco Lyons can work with. Now, the offensive side of the ball is something's going to be worked on. Now, right now, David Mills, let's just say for the sake of better sake of the argument, is going to be the starting one is the starting quarterback for this team. Now, granted, if they draft either Bryce Young or CJ Stroud, right now it appears that maybe Bryce Young might be the pick. You figure that Bryce Young is going to be the starting quarterback for Houston Texans, okay? You have Damian Pierce. Now you added a new weapon, Devin, you added Devin Singletary to the mix. Now Devin has been with the Buffalo Bills the last three or four years. Devin's had some moments, but Devin has never really taken off like the Buffalo Bills thought he could take off. Now, again, this is a situation where Devin's not going to be asked to be the number one running back. That all is all Damian Pierce. But I think Devin becomes a nice little complimentary number two behind Damian Pierce. And I can see the two splitting carries. Now, for, I guess, for fantasy football fans, to me, if you got Damian Pierce, in a 
the diocese, keep him ready, whatever you want to call it. I think it does hurt his stock because Devin's going to get some chance, is going to get some carries. I think DeMarco Ryan's will see to that. I think he wants balance. Now, the one thing they did add tight end, they added Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz is a huge upgrade over tight end. I couldn't tell you last time Texas had a decent tight end on the roster, but Dalton Schultz is an upgrade. Now, the biggest thing with that is, can Dalton, and again, Dalton Schultz had a good rapport with Dak Prescott. But the problem is, I don't I don't know if I see Dalton Schultz having a rapport with a David Mills, or maybe, let's just say, let's say for argument, Bryce Young right off the bat. I think that's going to be a situation where they're going to have a tough time getting a rapport right off the bat. Again, if you're a fantasy expert, if you're a fantasy football fan, I would expect a lot of Dalton Schultz this, yeah, this year if he's staying in Dallas. And with Brandon Cooks and company, maybe his stock would have been okay. But to me, his stock takes a dip if you're a fantasy football fan. Now, again, I think the moves are decent moves for the Texans. Again, Dalton, like I said, is an upgrade of what, they, what they've had tight in for the last several years. He's an upgrade. Devin Singletary, I think, is a nice little piece to put behind Damian Pierce. But again, Devin's going to be number two. Damian's number one. Again, of course, the receiving core, you got to look at it. You got Nico Collins. Michi is coming back. You know, he's coming back, you know, from his uh, his battle, his battle with cancer. He's coming, he's be back. You've got Robert Woods. Now, you've got three decent receivers, but the problem is you don't have that number one receiver. And again, we don't know who the number one receiver is. Some people think it will be Nico Collins, Robert Woods, and Michi, Michi will be number three. But again, that's all for DeMarco Ryan to try to figure out and the offensive coordinator. But again, Bryce Young, let's say this will start, but he'll probably hand the ball off. And I think this is where the problem, this is where DeMarco Ryan's and company are looking at. They figure we're going to have a young quarterback. We're going to need a running back. We're going to need an extra running back. That's where Devin Singletary comes in. Now, I'm sure that Pierce and Singletary will probably split carries and take some of the, pre- take some of the pressure, some of that pressure, off of off their young quarterback. Again, a guy like Dalton Schultz comes in and helps Dalton Schultz a big body. He will help Bryce Young out. And again, a veteran like Robert Woods is beneficial beneficial to a young quarterback. Now, Nico is going to his third year. Nico's had some injury problems, and Meacham will see John Meacham is a, is a unknown factor. We don't know what we're going to get from Meacham. But again, I get it. You got Bryce Young, you add pieces. Let's say if you get Bryce Young, he comes to the team, you've added pieces to this team. You've got you've got a second running back to help balance the running game out. You you can have you got two decent running backs. You've got a veteran like Robert Woods that can help a young quarterback out. And you've got a big body tight end in Dalton Schultz, who has had who's been pretty good tight end the last couple years in this league. So again, I get, I, I get, you, you get the idea of what DeMarco Lines and company are trying to do. If they draft, you know, they draft young, or is it C.J. Stroud? The bottom line is, you want to make your young quarterback as comfortable as possible, and that's what those moves are: the Singletary and the Schultz. Schultz Singletary's have extra piece of the running game to balance the act, you know, with Damian Pierce and Singletary. You've got a running game. You've got Schultz, a big body, and Robert Woods. Well, Robert Woods is a veteran who's a a safety valve for your young quarterback. 
Ladies and gentlemen, that is all I have time for this episode. Please take care of yourselves, and I will see you again very soon.